tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Gist is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Chris? Hey, hey, hey. Last time we were here, we were talking about Batman's No Man Land because it was... Freaking huge. It was huge, and it was an anniversary, and it it was happening in um, Gotham. Yes. So we were kind of giving everybody a one-on-one on that, so if you uh, need to refresh your memories, go back and listen to that episode, and then come back here. But... Uh, we're going to go ahead and put that into the Marvel Universe and see what that looks like. That's right. We're going to bring Gotham to Marvel. <laughs> now, we're going to bring a disaster to Marvel because they don't have enough, so we're going to give them a good one. <laughs> right? So, I mean, what would you... I mean, what are the things that we had a problem with? And we'll get to it when we when we get to, to that <laughs> part, but there's no fictional like cities so much in DC or in Marvel? Yeah, no, there's nothing. I mean, not everybody's like concentrated in one area. I mean, like... And now, after this assignment, like when I look at some of the Marvel villains, I'm like, you're all a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> Why is there the Sinister Six attacking Spider-Man? You could attack, like, go to Carson City, Nevada. That's true. <laughs> you you know. haven't made. <laughs> I mean, I think I feel like with the invention of the MCU, they've done more to spread it around the country. As but yeah. they're still they're still using fiction or real cities, but right. they're not all central in California or in New York, New York yeah. anymore, New York City. Because, I mean, look what happened in Las Vegas in most yeah. recent history. Um, you know, we got the, the the Pride, which was in California. That was, well, yeah, when know, they did the, the, the initiative, the 50 and, state, and that helped. A, yeah, that, helped, that definitely helped. So, um, Did you have any... Uh, did you have... Uh, a struggle? A, not a struggle. <laughs> it's Did you... Did you have the... Op, not option. What's the word... Did you almost use uh, Central City? No, actually, I didn't even think about that. That didn't even cross no, my mind. It didn't cross your mind. No, uh, and it's fine because that's the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, the exactly. Flash. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I want I I didn't want to use it because I didn't want to use the Fantastic Four, but I was like, that's the only fictional city <laughs> I can think about that they have. Well, they had. I don't even know if that's a still city in the M the MU anymore. Pro- not anymore. I know they won't touch that with a ten foot pole because it'd be like, Flash. oh hey. But what a great. Okay, so. I'm kind of segueing to other stuff, but there's a, a new Spider-Man series that's going to come out, uh, Spider-Man Lifeline, I think it was, and I'm excited about that because that makes me think of Superman, Batman Generations. Yes. And if both companies were up for it, how cool would it be, you know, to just call it like, you know, DC and Marvel, you know, real world or something and mm-hmm. just have it like, here is Central City. <laughs> And Professor Reed Richards and his friend Barry Allen are talking, and they're talking about the strange weekend they had. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we we hijacked that uh, spaceship. No kidding. What happened? Cosmic rays. What about you? Lightning strike. I'm the fastest man alive. And then just play out the birth of the Silver Age from both characters. Like that would be so flipping awesome. But anyways, Central Lastly, City. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to talk about also before we get to um, the the spinner rack for this week, you know. Because, okay, so Bohemian Rhapsody just came out. Yes. Um, and bear with me, folks. I know I'm talking about music and it's not comic books at the moment, but. Hey, those two things go together great, though. We got Rocket Man coming out soon. They yes. just dropped the trailer for The Dirt, which is the Motley Crue. Oh, uh, I did not see that one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, when are we going to start getting Jack Kirby biopics? Stan Lee biopics? You know. Steve Ditko biopics? I could see. There's two, sorry, there's two that I could see happening. I could see Stanley, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's just a matter of the estate and, you know, like, who do we give it to? Who's going to do it? But 
I could see Starenko. Yeah. Because he supposedly, you know, lived an interesting life before becoming a comic book artist. After that, you know, it's just the story of a guy at a table, (laughs) (laughs) you know, either drawing or writing. So, I mean, that's what's tough is, I mean, to us, these are great guys. They've created a man, like just they're, they're blessed with a huge imagination. I mean, these are the movies that everybody are going to watch right now. Yeah, but you know what? I think the better way to do it is kind of like what they've been doing, like with the documentaries, you know, uh, Batman and Bill, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I wish, I hope it comes back for like another season, but that Robert Kirkman's History of Comics. I don't know if it is because I think I it's think already, it it already past the year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it was just a mark, but... You know, that's to me. I think that's how they'll make better success with that. You know, I mean, because we, we just had the the one two years ago about the oh William Martin Marstein, Marstein, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the creator, what co co creator? I don't know, sole creator of Wonder Woman. It's tough to say. It's. I mean, that's definitely what the movie's about. Is it? Yeah, is, is, is he, it just him? He, is it yeah. about him and his wife and his girlfriend? You know, it's it's it, that's the thing. So yeah, we just had that one, but that's yeah. that's obviously a more juicy one. So they, yeah, that's why the they whole threw that lifestyle. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. Throw out Steve Dicko and everything. I mean, about his life, especially after Spider Man, and you know the way he thought about the world and stuff like that. And what was that last character he was made, Mister Nobody oh, or uh, something like that? Yeah, like Mister something. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, just the darker version of Rorschach and the question <laughs> and more anger. <laughs> more anger. That's the scary part. But yeah, so. I don't know. I just I, that's something I just thought was interesting to bring up because um, why not? Why are why aren't we having more of those movies yet? Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely would be interesting to do. You know, Siegel and Schuster. Siegel, you know? yeah, definitely. They, I mean, I think they could definitely. That would be the strongest one to do for for DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been a champion of Julie Schwartz. I mean, honestly, without Julie Schwartz, we don't get Stanley. Like a lot of people don't know that. There you go. And you know, but. Again, you know, who's going to really want to watch an adventure of a movie? You know, like, oh, there he is behind a desk. <laughs> there he is calling a bunch of new guys hippies. You damn hippies. <laughs> Wear a tie to work. <laughs> you know, but you do got to put that struggle in there because it's like, I mean, to me, what gives me hope about with Stan Lee is the guy was 40, like just about, give or take two years. Yeah. About that age to create the Fantastic Four. So I've got hope, you know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> my 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 dream will happen. You know, I'm gonna go enroll in art school. That way, I can get these ideas out faster than I can write because I suck at it. But but I mean, yeah, how neat would it be to like go through these moments in their lives? Will Eisner? I mean, he's a story that Eisner, can be told. Yeah, yeah. So. eventually someday, Tom King. Yeah, being CIA and that's true. Going into comic books, yeah, maybe. Then his drawing, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I think the uh, the modern day award is if you can get Tom King to call you a nerd on Twitter. Fair enough. If you get him to reply to one of yep. your posts and he says nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to that spinner rack. Okay, so here we are, brand new Wednesday. Let's see what we got. So coming at you from DC Comics, we'll have Action Comics 1008, and this will continue on with the bigger stories of the city of Metropolis. Batman Beyond 29 will be exploring some of the future of Batman. Now, if you're into collecting older Batman comics, Batman Shadow of the Bat Volume 4 will be out. That was a great comic book series, Shadow of the Bat. I kind of felt that was definitely more the... uh, the offbeat tales in the Batman universe, so definitely if you're wanting to see more of Batman's world, there you go. Books of Magic, issue five will be out, and that again is getting us more into the uh, the world of Neil Gaiman and all that fantastical stuff. Which, you know, a lot of stuff's been coming out about him lately. Not coming out about him, but he's being attached to more stuff is, is a better way to put it. If yeah. you say things are coming out about somebody, it's, it's like, oh God, what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this going to be a movie? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the last triple-digit issue of Detective Comics, Detective Comics 999. Wow. That's crazy. That's sneaking up real quick. Uh, Flash issue 65. Green Lantern by Jeff Johns, volume one trade paperback. Now, a lot of people always ask, hey, where's a good place to start with a character or this or that? Honestly, this is a great place to start if you want to learn about Hal Jordan and then eventually get enveloped into the whole Green Lantern mythos. I would definitely recommend that one. 
Heroes in Crisis, issue six of nine will be out. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to this one. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, each time I read an issue, I'm obviously hoping for more blue and gold adventures. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely glad that they're back. Justice League Odyssey number six, and that should hopefully be closing off the first story arc for the team in space. Now, if you don't mind my picking your brain, have you been? Are you getting this book? Which book was Odyssey? It? Yeah, the, uh, the Justice League space team. Uh, I'm such a bad comic nerd. I'm so <laughs> far behind. If you look behind me, you can see all the boxes of unread comics right now. Um, yes, I am getting Justice League Odyssey. I think I read issue up to issue two, uh-huh. so I'm that far behind. You said what's coming out this week? Uh, issue six. Yeah, see, that's how bad it is. <laughs> well, then so far what you've read, how do you feel? Because obviously the reason I want to pick that is because Asriel's in it. And I know that's like your top tier character, mm-hmm. one of your top tiers. Do you feel the voice is good so far? Well, at the moment, they're definitely pay, pay, painting him as underpowered than what I would like, oh, okay. if that makes sense. Because he's not a powered character. I mean, at towards the end of his run, they decided to make him meta, like oh. a, a meta human, like a barely a meta human, like Super, or Superman. Batman was like, that's why you were able to you know do <laughs> certain things because you have that boosted strength and stuff like that. But um. It's it's more they made him more timid and that's what the new fifty two or rebirth did to him anyways. They kind of made him more timid and unsure of himself. Went back to the old Gene Paul, though. right? Yeah, the very beginning, the yeah. sort of Azrael kind. So um, I'm interested in what they end up doing to him because the new fifty two version, the one that came out in Batman Eternal, which I I feel like is the same character that they're using now, but not really. Right. Um, it's it's uh it's it's he was different but it's it's i'm fine with it it's not michael lane (laughs) (laughs) so yeah okay and uh i'm i'm cautious about the book you know because like to me dark side's in it and it's like i feel like like i remember when dark side and thanos were badasses Mm -hmm. now they're pretty much everywhere you know and and so i worry about this one because i I know dc wants to get the exposure of oh shit let's get dark side out there because we've been hiding him for quite a while i mean honestly the last time he popped up was probably dark side war which is scary to think about like that was three years ago (laughs) oh shit (laughs) well i mean and it also makes i mean dark side war makes sense because they were boosting up his character for when he was going to come out in justice league uh, the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember those those <laughs> talks. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, obviously Thanos and Darkseid are popping up more because they want them to be visible for the movies. But I, you're right; they they have to be powered down because they're going to be used more. If they're just coming in and all all powerful and beating everybody, then it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure they they save them, and even then too, like. Dark side as a hero, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not reading the book, so I don't know his motivations to be there. But it's kind of like, really? I don't yeah, know. I don't get but, that either. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I hope it's success, and I, I hope it will. Okay, but anyways, moving along. Uh, Martian Manhunter, issue three of 12 will be out. And this is basically kind of a brand new year one for the Martian Manhunter. So I'm hearing pretty good stuff about it, but I'm not hearing a lot as well. Now, this is interesting. Naomi, the new book from Brian Michael Bendis, part of his... Um, Oh, what is the uh, the Young Justice line called? Uh, Wonder Comics? There we Wonder, go. Wonder, yeah. Comics. You're right. So part of the Wonder Comics imprint, uh, her first issue is getting a second printing. So that must be big. Um, I know they're definitely linking her to a lot of stuff. I feel like she's going to be um, the Layla Miller of the DC Universe. Oh, wow. like I know stuff mm-hmm. uh, just because Bendis loves to do that. So I kind of feel like that's who she might be. Um, speaking of ladies of the DC universe, old lady Harley will be celebrating her fifth of five issues. So her mini series will be coming to an end. Uh, we've learned some stuff. What was it? Dick Grayson was one of her husbands at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, so a bunch of crazy shenanigans there. So who knows what this last issue will give us. Sandman volume five, a game of you, which will be capping or which will be continuing on the 30th anniversary of the Sandman universe. Shazam issue three will be out. Now this book is kind of taking a twist that I like. Billy's dad is back. So I'm excited to see like what's Billy gonna choose? Stay with the adopted family or go with his father? Crazy. Oh, this is exciting stuff. And I know, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a spoiler here. I hope people don't mind. Um, with the movie coming out and Funko. So, you know, spoilers, pause, come back in like maybe two minutes. Um here we go, three, two, one. 
anyways, I like the idea that the, they're going to show the extra Shazams, all the kids getting the powers. Right. I think that's cool. Um, I know it's going to be kind of a joke that every time Jeff Johns writes something for DC, it's like, hey, let's make it the Roy G. Biv of <sighs> them and everything. But I think that's cool. I like the idea that the Shazam family is even bigger. So I think that's just fantastic stuff. So in the comic book is... Uh Billy's dad, the same look as uh, Captain Marvel? Kind of looks it. Kinda okay. looks I mean, that's... You know. uh, well, that used to be the old myth, yeah. That, that Why does Billy look like Shazam when he becomes Shazam? Or Captain Marvel when he becomes when he says Shazam? I don't want to say anymore. But when Billy turns into a hero, <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like his father. So, right. yeah, I always thought that was neat. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so I think that's cool. Um, I'm excited to see that movie, and I'm excited to see more Shazams out there. So, anyways, this book has been nothing but pure fun. All right, I think the spoilers are good for the movie. Am I supposed to call him Shazam? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously they've been referring to him as that, and it's tough because like it shouldn't affect us if we say, "Hey, Shazam," you know, because how often do we walk around and say, "Oh, Chris," and then I'm bestowed my powers, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. So I mean, for him to say Shazam, I'm okay with him getting powers. For us to call him Shazam, I guess I'm not too like. Like, okay, whatever, I can get over it quickly. I mean, it makes me sad because I always like him as Cap, you know? Like, he was one of the first ones that, like, I associated him with Cap instead of Captain America because mm-hmm. Billy was a kid. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if in the comic book when he, uh, some reporter comes up to talk to the hero version of himself and she says, well, what's your name? He says... That's an interesting answer. Okay. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I, and I'm not reading the books. So I don't know. I, and I know it was, I think it was back in, in what, uh, New 52 when they decided, did they, yeah, they brought yeah, him back in New 52 yeah. when they decided to start calling Shazam, right? Or Well, that's where they, yeah, they, they just, boom, it's Shazam, not even the man called Shazam when he cries Shazam, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel Shazam, yeah, this is just straight up Shazam. Um, I'll have to double check because I don't know off the top of my head how they refer to him. Because I, I think I know they've touched on it, but I don't know if they've bothered with everything. But yeah, because then it's like, well, then why does Mary call herself Mary Marvel? Why does he call himself Captain Marvel Junior? Yeah, you know, so all of them would have, you know, is he Shazam Junior? So yeah, but yeah, that'll be interesting to definitely take a look at. Um, but if you want to get prepared for the movie, there is a new trade paperback called Shazam Origins, and this will collect the basically the new Fifty Two version of him. Uh, collects issues 0 and 21, and then all the backup stories that led to the brand new origin of the new 52 slash rebirth version of the character. So this is definitely a good primer if you want to get ready for the movie. Uh, let's see, what else do we got coming out? Superman Volume 1 of the Unity Saga. So the Brian Michael Bendis era of comics will definitely start being collected, and this will feature the adventures... Um, gosh... I want to say I think this is the Superman books, if I remember correctly. So this will be more the Superman stories instead of it being the action comics stories. But I could be wrong. I'm trying to check here. I can't get a... a nope, this... Sorry. This would... I think this is the action comics ones. Um, nope, it is the Superman ones. Sorry. Yeah, this is the ones where they basically took Earth and stuck it in the Phantom Zone. Uh, that was kind of an interesting story. I have to say, out of the two books, though, with Bendis writing them, I'm kind of gearing more towards sticking with Superman and dropping action. Um, I like the, I like the interactions better in Superman with the family and, and the planet, the daily planet, instead of kind of the bigger interactions between just Superman and Metropolis. Mm. Uh, I kind of was hoping that he could have done it well enough that both books would have tied in nicely. But at the same time, my wallet is kind of glad that it's only just the one book yeah. that it needs to be. So, yeah. Uh, the Terrifics will be celebrating issue 13, which is fantastic. Wonder Woman hits her sex, her, her 65th issue. And speaking of reprints, Young Justice number one sold out. So here comes the second printing. So that's good to hear. I'm very excited that they're back. Um, I know Brian Michael Bendis recently did a, a Reddit. I forget what they call it, an R&R uh, or something me, like no, that. It's, uh, ask Me Anything. Yeah, anything. something like that, yeah. And um, it was neat because he was basically talking a lot about the Wonder Comics stuff. And so I'm hyped because it's like, okay, you know, are we going to see Jonathan Kent interact with Damien since Jonathan's older? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see Jonathan Kent interact with Connor? Yes. Somebody's going to get a new code name. Oh, no. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> who do you give the um, new code name to? You got to give it to Connor. Yeah. I think in he my can't opinion. be Superboy anymore. No, because. Uh, uh, 
because Superboy is definitely to me Superboy always represents the youngest of the group. You know, it's kind of like like Dick grew up to become Nightwing. You know, now it's tough because who like well I was just thinking because we just watched it the the reign of the Superman, mm-hmm. and I always loved that story because that gave us a Superman family. I mean, if you really sit down yeah. and think about it, and it's like to me, I always kind of viewed Steel as Nightwing. You know, he's the the right hand, the the general, and the second in command. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Azrael and Eradicator definitely would have been good buddies. Yep, um, and stuff like that, and so. Like with like definitely John and Damien represent that area era. So then Tim and Connor represent. So we've seen Tim move on to being Red Robin and stuff like that. So I mean I definitely I'm okay with Connor growing up. The course the only stipulation is it has to be an S because of the costume. So what do you call him? Mm. You know, um, Superior Boy, Superior Lad, Super Lad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know if you'd be okay with Super Lad. I think it's kind of cool. Because I, okay, this is what I, I mean, always had He did spend cooking. time with the Legion of Superheroes. There you go, right? Well, I always thought, so I would save Star, well, okay, so this is a good one, like Lad. So I always thought it would be neat, like Star Lord, like if he had a kid sidekick, Star Lad. Star Boom, Lad. Boom, right there. <laughs> there you go, MCU. This is how you make your money. <laughs> uh, so anyways, enough of those shenanigans. So yeah, so definitely going to be some good stuff coming. Uh, let's move on to the other side of the fence over at Marvel Comics. We have Age of X-Men. That's right. If you're trying to save money, that's not going to happen because right now Marvel Comics is taking the X-Men line into full force. So we have an Age of Apocalypse going on, but instead of it being Apocalypse, this is X-Men. He's taking our Merry Mutants and he's taking them away from the main 616 universe and put them in his own little world. Uh, what's happening there? Well, it's going to happen in a series of books, and some of these books will be happening right now. Uh, we have The Extremist. So this will be a five-part miniseries. And from the cover, it looks like we're dealing with just a group. So we're going to have Psylocke, Iceman, Northstar, Blob, Jubilee, and I think it's Monet, but I can't tell from the same Monet. Monet. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, they'll, they'll be kind of... Uh, they'll be the ones that are the extremists. So the perfect world is happening, but they're not just going to be like, no, it's not that easy. So there'll be kind of a little bit of a resistance there. So I'll definitely be exciting to see what's going to happen to that side of the fence. Um, Amazing Spider-Man issue 16 is going to come out. I know this one's definitely going to be, hopefully this will get Mitch to reading the the, the Spider-Man books a little bit faster. (laughs) Hunted is beginning. So I know I was excited about this, but I'm going to tell you something. And this is what's going to be tough. So I know all of us are kind of feeling it right now, and even DC itself has kind of recognized it. There's just too many damn comics out there. And I know that sounds weird to say, especially from us, but it, quality over quantity. And right now we're definitely into the quantity. I feel the quantity is slipping. So I worry and I caution you because with this new arc, this is a good time to escape, but I don't want you to escape Spider-Man because the team that's been on the book has been doing fantastic, but this is going to be a new team. And no offense to them, but what makes this hard is that if you go into this hunted arc, you better be prepared because there's going to be like issue 16, issue 16HU, issue 17, issue 17HU. Yeah. And they're going to be little character stories, which is exciting, <coughs> little one-shots, but at the end of the day, right now, Pretty much everything gets collected, and the collected editions tend to be cheaper than the single issues. So if you do want to get on the story, be prepared. There's going to be a lot of crossover issues, uh, mainly crossing over with itself and brand new one-shots. So be prepped. It does look like an exciting story, though, because, I mean, this is Craven, and this is a hunted-themed storyline, so I caution you. Speaking of caution, Avengers No Road Home Issue 3. So if you like the Avengers Never Surrender or No Surrender, uh, this is that team coming back and putting out a weekly book for, for the next 10 weeks. So we're at 3 of 10. Black Panther will be hitting its ninth issue. And, of course, the needed dead, uh, the needed team-up, Black Panther versus <laughs> Deadpool, will be finally coming to a close with its fifth issue out of five. Captain America issue eight is out in the stands. I cannot say enough good stuff about this book. Oh my God. This is the much needed sequel to Brew Baker's Cap. Tenaste Coates is killing it with this book. Like each issue is just such a treat. 
Uh, the first six issues were collected in trade. I think it was winter in America. Do yourself a favor, pick it up. If you were reading the book and you left it, come back. This is the great way to do it. This is a book that I would gladly buy extra issues of. <laughs> um, but Tenesti Coates is doing it fantastic. So a lot of good stuff. Cap on the run. Just really exciting to see it. And plus those beautiful Alex Ross covers make it even more fantastic. Uh, speaking of movies, with Shazam coming out, we also have Captain Marvel coming out. So we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of stuff coming out there. One week. So, oh, my God, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, holy crap. I better start planning that. <laughs> uh, but we will get Captain Marvel Braver and Mightier number one. So this is going to be kind of a... Um, I, I want to call. I'm going to call it a primer. So this will be kind of like a primer story to kind of get you into the world and see kind of some of the big overviews. So I think this is a great book. Uh, if I had a movie theater and I had a friend who was a comic book store owner, this would be the book I'd put on the stands, mm. having it ready for people, or maybe even buy it and give it to people. Who knows? Uh, that one's definitely going to be something to lure people in. And speaking of luring people in, Daredevil issue two is coming out. Get issue one. It's fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what. Wait, because issue one first print is probably going to be ridiculously overpriced, and they're making a, um, a a second printing cover, which that cover needs to be a poster. Uh, Mark Chichero, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, but he's back on Daredevil, and he's an amazing artist. Look up his art. Holy crap. And anyways, he's just doing the interiors right now. It's solid stuff. And Chip is putting us on an adventure. Like, spoiler. Daredevil's wanted for murder. Yeah. <laughs> Not like fake murder, like real stuff. So holy crap. And honestly, we as the reader, we don't necessarily know if Daredevil's innocent or not. Hmm. So that's a good twist. Uh, Deadpool classic. Are you ready for this? So these are the trade paperbacks that collect the classic adventures of the mighty Mark Deadpool, right? <laughs> it's on volume 23. Wow. I don't even know if they've done that much for X-Men and Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. If you're a fan of Deadpool, I mean, you could literally have a shelf that has all of it. <laughs> how else do you get up to 9,000 issues? Yeah, right? No kidding. <laughs> uh, Fantastic Four will be celebrating their seventh issue, and this should take them on the next arc. Herald, I believe it is called. No, Herald of Doom. So that's right. We're going to have a battle between Dr. Doom and Galactus. And Galactus is back to being a bad guy again. So that'll be kind of interesting. Guardians of the Galaxy issue one will be getting a second printing. Um, the cover will definitely spoil it for you, but it's okay because this is the new team that we've got. Uh, I'm very excited to see where it's going to go, and especially with the, I forget what they're calling themselves, but there's like an evil Guardians of the Galaxy because everybody's going to hunt hunt down the mind of Thanos because even though Thanos, Thanos the body is dead he has claimed that his mind is out there and so everybody's obviously thinking it's Gamora so Peter Quill is like look I don't give a shit I don't want to deal with this a new team has arisen calling themselves the Guardians so it all begins here great first starter issue and it's a second printing uh, so do yourself a favor pick it up Invaders issue 2 will be out there um, this is going to be a big book that has a lot of ramifications so if you're a Namer fan and if you're a movie fan uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the seeds of how we get Namer in the MCU um, you know we've seen that War of Atlantis and things like that over in the in the JLA Aquaman books and it's done really good and with the success of Aquaman you obviously got to f- look at what your characters are and see who you've got so Avengers have been showcasing a lot of Namor stories where he's kind of going a little bit rogue and forming his own um, hit squad I guess is a good way to call it so anyways that story is going to continue on in uh, Invaders and honestly this is going to lead us to World War Namor. So Mm. if you want to get it on the ground floor, this is definitely the book to be picking up. Marvel Comics presents issue two. So this is a a celebration book because we are celebrating the 80th anniversary of Marvel Comics. So we're going to get three fantastic stories here. Uh, Logan in the 50s. That's right. Logan in the 50s because that's what we need to see. Uh, Gorilla Man. And then finally, Richards and Doom go into the space race as uh, Sputnik is going around. So that'll be kind of a definitely... Set in the era of the 50s there, so it'll be kind of a fun one. Uh, Marvel Knights Punisher. So we're going to get a trade paper back there. And um, this is where it kind of uh, it, it kind of started, where we started looking at Punisher as a little bit more human and a little bit more darker. So if you want to get in on the ground floor before, um, oh, what's the famous team that, that Ennis and... Um, 
Garth Ennis and I, I can't remember who his partner was. I don't remember who the But anyways, when they, when they took it over, that was some crazy stuff. So this is where Punisher definitely starts getting darker. Mm. Like when they first brought him to Marvel Knights, they were like, let's make him an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is the real grim and gritty right here. So this could be a, a trade paperback that gets overlooked. So do you know what? A favor. I was listening to an interv- a podcast interview with uh, Jay Baruchel like, last weekend, mm-hmm. last week. And he is a huge fan of the Punisher, and he says that he doesn't think that anybody has portrayed the Punisher well on uh, screen yet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sam, when you're listening to this, we're going to need your expertise on that. <laughs> you know, okay, if you don't mind that, I want to pick your brain because I know you're a great connoisseur of this stuff. Well, do, you, do you challenge his claim or do you agree with his claim? Um. I challenge his claim. I mean, obviously... Yeah, Dolph it, Lundgren, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, obviously Dolph Lundgren. No, I mean, there's... The every iteration, so Dolph Lundgren, Thomas Jane, Ray Stevenson, um, Shane, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, John Bernthal. There you go. Like they've they've all done a different type of Punisher. It still comes back down to the same thing. And also, I have to say, I'm not I'm not the biggest connoisseur of the Punisher in the first place, so I don't really know a lot about the character. But I have followed it through Max and Marvel Knights and you know War Machine. You know, Punisher, Captain America, like oh, I've been there for all those things. So, I, I would say that I still love the Thomas Jane movie, but I love that because it's a good, it's a good movie. I feel it's a good movie. Yeah, I love John Bernthal's version of uh, uh, the Punisher on the, t- the TV series because I think it's just it's a good story drawn out into two seasons. And then Ray Stevenson, even though I thought that was a terrible movie, <laughs> it's still very comic bookish. You know, it's like it's super like that's that is the most comic booky yeah. movie of the yeah. So I, they all have their Bits pluses and, pieces, and, yeah. and, and minuses, but I just I just find it fun, hilarious because he's also writing comic books too. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, what's he writing? <sighs> I'd have to go back and listen <laughs> to the thing, but he he uh, he's writing something. I think he I think he's oh I think. Did something with Captain Canuck because he's he's a uh, he's Canadian. Uh-huh. So that was one of his big characters run, uh, growing up. <laughs> that 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 was just his way of basically being like, you guys should let me write Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but no, I, I would. I too, I would also challenge his claim. And <clears throat> to me, I would say Thomas Jane was definitely the definitive Punisher. I just wish the movie was a little bit darker. Yeah, but we weren't there yet. You know, what I mean, and there was all kinds of like budget problems with that yeah. movie too. Yeah, but I mean, definitely like when we see that part where he's fighting the sailor, that mm-hmm. was flipping awesome. Yep, you know that was man on you know man against man in the worst ways. Yeah, you know? so that was fantastic. Uh, but interesting, yeah. So hallway to, fight scenes before yeah, hallway fight scenes were a thing. Right? That's what gave the. <laughs> that's what built the hallway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, moving along. So, Mister and Mrs. X, Volume One: Love and Marriage. So since Kitty Pride and Colossus didn't get married, Gambit was like, hey, there's a free wedding. Let's do this. And so after they got married, they went on their honeymoon, and this will be the adventures of their honeymoon. So I've heard a lot of good stuff from that book. So if you want to join in on the celebrations, that would be the place to go. Savage Sword of Conan issue two is out. Ugh. I don't know why. Uh, Conan never got me. I, I, I never got him. So, But, I mean, I'm glad he's there for people. Um, so if you're into that thing, the book is still going. So that, that solicit that just came out about Conan joining that Avengers team, right? Oh, my God. The Savage Avengers, yes. Yeah. This is terrible to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Why a big push for Conan? All of a sudden, is is there's no movie on the horizon that I know of, and I just I, he doesn't belong on the Avengers. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Marvel owns the rights to him. Cool, but why put him in the Avengers? Like, yeah, that's just milking. Just, honestly, just that, throw give me Ares back. Like, if you want that character in on the Avengers, give me Ares back. Yeah. Well, and, and like, uh, to me, the Avengers have always been like we're the top tier heroes. We never say that stuff. I mean. Has Punisher been an Avenger? No, and there's a reason. There's a reason. So Conan is an Avenger? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I know you can challenge me and say, well, wait a minute, what about Wolverine and Ares, as you just mentioned? But again, those were Avengers in desperate times. That's why it was the new Avengers. They even recognized it, you know, like, I need a Thor, I need a Wolverine, I need somebody who will do those things, you know? So if you being a, a big uh, Daredevil fan, like, how does that make you feel that Daredevil is not an official Avenger, but Conan will be? Yeah, it doesn't bug me. No, <laughs> no, because honestly, like, I mean, I, I've read enough. Like, 
it's funny because one of my favorite eras of Avengers, and I don't know if it still counts or not, but the new Avengers, but when Bucky took the helm, you know, because we forget that that's right. Bucky was the leader of the Avengers mm-hmm. at one point when he was Captain America. And I love that run because they felt like they were their back was to the wall and they were doing everything they could to keep the dream alive. Um, so, I mean, uh, definitely, you know, right around. I want to say after that era, I think Daredevil stepped in as well. And it was more just as eye candy. I mean, he hasn't been like, oh, this was this major adventure and, and Daredevil was integral. But Daredevil's never been a team player. That's true. Know? And so to me, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm okay with him not being there. I mean, yeah, it does suck to realize that like everybody's been an Avenger and May has been an Avenger, <laughs> but not Daredevil, you know? So take it, Conan. Take it and like it. <laughs> Uh, let's see, moving along, uh, trade paperback wise, spider Geddon covert ops will be out. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of let down by the main book itself. It just kind of ended on a wet fart, but this was a lot more fun because we got two great stories here. Spider force. So if you want X-Force but with spider people, this is where it's at. <laughs> Written by Christopher Priest. Um, I mean, great story for Kane, you know, as the Scarlet Spider. That was some great stuff. Definitely one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and and also then the next, the, the other part that's collected in here is Spider-Girls, issues one through three. And this is great because Mayday's back. Mayday. You know, we Mayday got to, we and got to, Ann Parker. Yeah, and we got to see the reaction between the two. So. I mean, how do you f- find out that you kind of have a s- twin sister somewhere out there? Yeah, this is like you. <laughs> You in a different series of events, so I just I thought that was great. Those were the best parts about Spider Geddon. I just wish the main book would have. I mean, technically, <laughs> they had the same DNA because they have the same two parents. Yeah, so they should look exactly alike. Maybe one's older. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> Nature versus nurture, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, That's what's a- the, I mean the the difference in that is that in Mayday's storyline, her father grows up, or her father has only one leg. Because that's that Peter loses a, lost a leg. Yeah, you got what Goblin. Yeah, and in Anne's, they grew up in a world with less heroes because they got a they got taken out by Regents. Regent, yeah, Regents. The Regent. Yeah, the Regent. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I I can't, I can't wait to get into my box and actually read that <laughs> those issues that I have. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get you hooked on trades. <laughs> Uh, let's so see. Bad. Speaking of trades, so here's another gem that's getting reprinted. Uh, Submariner, The Depths. So this was uh, by Peter Milligan and Isad Ribic, and this was an adventure set in the Marvel Knights category of comics, so definitely a little bit deeper story, darker storyline to it. So this kind of shows us some adventures of Namor during the 1950s. Superior Spider-Man issue three will be out there. Doc Ox Adventures, and then here comes the stuff that's going to save us some money. True Avengers, or sorry, True Believers. So Captain Marvel Avenger number one will be reprinted for a dollar, and this basically shows us Carol Danvers starting to cross over and work with the Avengers, and maybe even becoming one. True Believers Captain Marvel Betrayed. Now, this is going to be a great one to get because this issue is so hard to get, even in its collected form. This is the uh, the the Avengers annual where Rogue steals all the powers of Carol and her memories and basically puts her in a coma. Wow. So this is a huge one. So definitely pick that one up. Treat yourself. Do you um, think they're doing that? I mean, obviously they're doing it because it's a big Carol story. So with the, Carol, the Captain Marvel movie coming out, they want that trade to be out there but is there any foreshadow to maybe some type of rogue showing up in captain marvel you know it could be neat that if they wanted to do an homage maybe they have the super scroll that's how he gets powers so you know he grabs a hold of because they can't really use rogue yeah they can't use her yet you know so yeah so i don't know i mean i definitely i could see something coming in the comics soon um, because now, now they care about the X-Men again, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just, it's such a huge turning point though in Carol's life. So, I mean, it's, it definitely merits printing on its own, but you're right. These books just don't get selected for any old reason. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful, but yeah, no, I could definitely see them in the movie. Like, Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's have a moment like that, you know? So, so the scrolls in the movie, this is completely spectac- speculative because I have no idea what's going to happen in the movie. The, in the movie, they have a little girl. The scrolls, and they use her 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 as a power. They never give her a name. 
never do you know never say anything about it but they they kind of just bring her out as a weapon she grabs onto someone sucks out their life Ooh. gone right uh-huh later on when fox finally has the deal done or uh disney has the deal done with fox you know they reboot um x-men and that girl gets used as rogue again like you finally get that that actress gets used as rogue wow what do you think i see like i like the idea that the seed is planted right but i don't want to lose rogue as a mutant oh i'm not saying she's she, i'm saying it's just oh like, you're saying that okay she could just mutant. be a young girl that the scrolls kidnap because exactly. they're, ooh, okay because no. she they know that she has powers. then i'm down for that yeah i'm down for that big time you know that'd be fantastic because yeah, I mean, how cool would that be that, you know, you're watching this movie and then all of a sudden, a couple years later, like, holy shit, just holy like, shit. You know, like, like, yeah, I want to see a kid with red sunglasses on that bus, too. <laughs> just like they did with uh, the whole retroactively saying Peter Parker was at in Iron oh, Man 2. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that would be awesome, you know. That, that would be, <laughs> dude, now I'm even more hyped for Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, no, I think that'd be fantastic if that was the case. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so if you were watching, I believe it was Iron Fist volume or series season two, and that was where they brought Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a fan of her as a character. I think she's fantastic. She's very tragic. Um, so thankfully for the TV show getting a boost, uh, she got a boost as well in the comics. So they did a three-issue miniseries where Typhoid Mary squares off against Spider-Man, Iron Fist, and the X-Men. So those three have been collected together in a trade paperback called Typhoid Fever. Um, I recommend it. It was fun. I mean, this would definitely be the cheaper way to collect the whole thing, but um, it's it's just fun to see. And I like this because she's always been just a Daredevil villain. This is exciting to see her actually be a little bit more prominent on the DC Universe side. Or sorry, not DC, on the Marvel Universe side. Uh, and plus, you get to see Jean Grey face off against Typhon Mary. So, you know, two, two uh, psychics going at it because a lot of people forget that Typhon Mary has that ability as well. So I was... Uh, watching the first episode of the new Doom Patrol show on oh. DC Universe, they have a character on that uh, show, which I'm I'm almost positive it has to be in the comic books as well, named uh, Crazy Jane, and um, she essentially kind of has the same powers as Typhoid Mary. Ah, okay, maybe not. They're both they both have multiple personalities, right? So each one of her personalities has a different power. Crazy Jane. Huh. So I, I was like, oh, I wonder what that would look like, the two of them going up against each other. That would be crazy. Hey, <laughs> crazy to, Jade and Typhoid Mary. But that would be kind of cool. Like, And I, I love when they have characters like that, you know? And that, like, obviously now that makes me want to watch Doom Patrol a little bit more because I, I wasn't up to speed with it, but that's kind of cool. I think we'll definitely have to do uh, a one-on-one when that show is done. Ooh, that'd be a fun one. Because, yeah, there's always been that myth. Are the, the X-Men ripped off of Doom Patrol? Yeah. Or vice versa? Or vice versa. Because there's there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, well, we'll settle it in a future <laughs> episode. <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> All right. And the last book to give you up to a heads up about, X-Force Issue 3. This will continue the adventures of Kid Cable. Uh, this book will be exciting to watch because we are going to get some answers here pretty soon. Uh, why Kid Cable did what he did, and Strife is going to give him some hell to pay as well. Wow. So, yeah, some good stuff coming there. So, anyways, that's what's on the rack. Good luck and spend wisely. All right. There you go. There's your spinner rack for this week. Let's make our way to No Man's Land. So, uh, No Man's Land. We talked about it last time. It's Batman's Gotham is destroyed or not destroyed but separated from the rest of the country by the u.s government because of a uh an earthquake and um other things happening they kind of it, it gets turned into a big gang war gang turf war you know they don't uh batman stays around he, him and his his bat family uh, kind of take up different areas to police. Uh, the the police themselves stay behind, and they they have their own little area. But then, the rest of Gotham is also carved up into um, gang areas. So, we came up with a, a list of questions or Some questions to guide us through the challenge. Yeah, yeah. to guide us through the count challenge. We'll go ahead and name that off right now. So who is the hero? Obviously in the original story it's Batman. Who is who is Gordon? Because Gordon plays a big part. Yeah, a lot of people often overlook him and this is a great like if you wanted like if somebody came along and said, Hey, why is Jim Gordon so special? I would recommend this story to them. Yeah. Uh who do you kill? Because Gordon's second wife and I would say third love if you go with the whole he cheated on Barbara with 
Barbara's sister storyline. <laughs> um, Sarah Essen was killed by the Joker. Uh, who? What are the turf gangs? Who is the surprise twist villain? Because we decided that Luther coming in at the very end after he had bought up so much of the property in Gotham to then say, hey, I'm rebuilding Gotham to help his uh, presidential campaign is what uh, made him the twist villain at the end. What is your legacy hero uh, that you'll make because we get uh, Batgirl out of that? We get Cassandra Kane Batgirl out of this story. She takes up the mantle after um, Barbara Gordon being in a wheelchair for so long. Uh, and then what villain spouse will you have appear? So we essentially, it's, it's because it's the first. Yeah, so we the legacy was because of the brand new Batgirl. And then the, the villainous spouse was because this is when Harley Quinn finally went from just being a screen character to being in the actual comics. Exactly. She was in the, the comics for the first time. So, uh, so we would say who would the villain spouse in that. Now, I, I, I'm... Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. I'll take you up on that. So I'll go first. I picked Iron Man. Ooh. However, I'm not going to stay in New York. I'm I'm going to mix up a little stuff. I'm going to mix up a little bit of MCU and a little bit of uh, MU in this and (laughs) and even change around a little bit of timelines. But I wanted to go over to Malibu. So California, the big myth or the big urban legend is that one day there's going to be a big earthquake and the rest of all of California is just going to, you know, slush (laughs) off into the into the ocean. So that big earthquake hits, and uh, Iron Man is decided he's going to stay in California to help regulate everything now that the government has shut off all funding to California, the U.S. government. But you know what else is in California? Silicon Valley. So every one of these tech giants that is usually a villain or opposition to Iron Man and Tony Stark is also going to have their company in California. So instead of a normal gang turf war... Um, where you have, you know, that kind of stuff, we're going to have all these tech billionaires split up California into their region. So you're going to have uh, Ezekiel Stain. You're going to have Justin Hammer. You're going to have... I'm going to throw in Norman Osborn, too. Heck, yeah. Um, uh, there was one more. Who's Who else is a tech billionaire? Maybe Hank Pym? You yeah. can give him that. We could do that, sure. He's the... He's the cool. He's the. That wasn't oh the one I was thinking of, but that'd be cool. Well, no, I'm trying to think. Um, Thomas Edison and Tesla. Tesla. There, he's the Nikola Tesla. He's, he's the cool guy who's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm making Wi-Fi for everyone." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so it's, it, on the surface, it's going to look like California is doing well because all these tech companies are are sitting there, like you know, uh, keeping everybody in power and, and yeah. stuff running. But under the surface. They're still fighting with each other. They're Justin Hammer is giving his tech to gang members to push, you know, yeah, his territory start. bigger. Same with Obita- or Obadiah Z- Ezekiel Stain. Ezekiel, yeah. his son. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I want to see. I want to see this tech war, tech gang war happen in California. Uh, who is my Gordon? Well, it's his best buddy, Captain Rhodes. What? Yeah. Ooh. Is it captain or is it major? It's major uh, roads, right? I definitely. I, I remember him as a captain, but I don't know if he's ranked up. So. Oh, it was a colonel. Colonel, actually. There you go. Colonel. Yeah, it's colonel. Colonel uh, Colonel Rhodes is going to be the the Gordon of this story. So he's going to be the the leader of like the police force. Like he's going to be there to to be the head cop of California at the moment. Uh, so then that brings me to who dies, and that was my biggest struggle in the story. Because who is Gordon's Sarah Essen? And I don't know enough about... I'm sorry. Who is who is um, Rhodey's Sarah Essen? And I don't know enough about Rhodey. You can go Jane Foster. I didn't know they were no, a couple. No, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, Carol. Yeah, I, I know Carol, Carol Danvers, Danvers was the recently... But I don't want to bring her into the story. And I don't want to kill her off because that's just... She's, she's a, got a movie. And she's a hero in her own right. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that the person that I picked isn't. And I, I and honestly, I just don't know about her. But San, Glinda Sandoval... Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's uh, the wife to his ex-partner, but she also at one time was a love interest for him. So uh, I'm gonna go. You know, she is going to be the her his right hand in all this. She's gonna be uh, helping him police California and stuff like that, saving innocent people, making it so that they can live and, and be uh, in the it, live in peace. But she's gonna get killed. Oh. Who is she going to get killed by? Well, who's the who's who's Tony Stark's Joker? 
I don't know. I, I would say Mandarin. Yeah, I always kind of felt that's his his main guy. But I don't want to do I don't want to do Mandarin because okay. I'm using Mandarin for something else. Looking at who a lot of his villains, Tony Stark's villains or Captain or Iron Man's villains, I'm going to use Madame Mask. Ooh, good pick. Because she's obsessed with Tony. She's obsessed yeah. with Iron Man. So she's going to be like, oh, well, I look what I can do to, to hurt your friends kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Madam Mask, I thought that was interesting. And then if you if you throw in the Madam Mask that we got for, in the MCU because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter, um, then it, she's, she belongs in Hollywood. So there you go. <laughs> um, Madam Mask, who was the, what was the next question? Uh who is my surprise villain twist? So I said we have Ezekiel Stain. Obadiah Stain comes back. You thought he was dead. He's <laughs> not dead. Now, do you bring him back? As, is, he, is he a normal man? Or have you technified him like he's the man trapped in the machine body? Ooh, that's a good question. I, You know? does Is he even more of an Iron Man than Iron because, Man? <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Like, because the what I was reading up on him, and I guess the last thing we saw was after Dark Rain, he was in the underworld or something like that. Like he was part of, uh, some underworld's cheer- jury trial or something like that. Oh, so like a spiritual thing. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. So, um, so he's dead in the MCU, but, mm-hmm. or in the MU. So we have him, his spirit embody a, uh, uh, Android, uh, yeah, it broadcasts. So it gives him a chance while his, his soul's in hell, but he can still manipulate. Just, on Earth. Yeah. So, you know, that's, he comes in. Maybe he's making a run for. Oh, yeah, I said Osborne earlier, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he comes in. Maybe he makes a run for uh, governor of California, kind of thing. But the the android does, or the android with the human spirit inside of it, whichever mm. way you want to put it. But Obadiah <laughs> Stane comes back. That's our secret villain. Um. Uh. Who? Oh, what's the legacy hero? Okay, so this was weird. I was like, what am I gonna do? You know what I you know how I want to bring or what armor I want to bring back? Iron Patriot. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking it. I was hoping you're gonna go that route. So Iron Patriot, and we're gonna give it to some kid. Some kid. Oh. Well, not like kid kid, right, but right. like you know, fresh out of college or some fresh California. out of high school. Yeah, exactly. California kid grabs it, he starts saving people, and he's wearing the red, white, and blue and both, both like Tony and and Rhodey are both like, oh, I thought you were in the in the armor. I thought it was you. I <laughs> thought it was you exactly. So that's my legacy hero. We're gonna get that Iron Patriot armor out there, and because was someone using it after Osborn? I can't remember. I, I, I yeah, didn't it pop up in that new Avengers or USA Avengers book? I want to say it did pop up in the USA Avengers, but I don't remember who was using it. But that was out in California also. Well, there you go. So whoever was using it, they just they, that's why you never leave your armor unattended. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the, your villain spouse. So I I decided to go a little bit out of the boundaries with this and not do a spouse. I'm doing a villain's daughter. I'm creating the daughter of the Mandarin. Ooh. So you're gonna get the daughter of the Mandarin that's also gonna come in and be like, oh well, now Tony's at his weakest. We're gonna I'm gonna take him down like to it. avenge my father, Lady Mandarin. Like a like a Talia, you know, yeah, like yeah, man. exactly. So, all right, that's my no man's land. Oh, what do I call it? Uh, we're gonna call it uh, firewall. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> I like that. But it's no uh, it's the ring of fire because of the earthquakes uh, in California. San Andreas fault. San Andreas fault. What is it when a computer comes to a fault? Uh, uh, a crash. Yeah, you can, ca- you can call it a crash. The uh, mm. system reboot. Um. Uh, system corruption. Corrupt? No, I don't know. Sometimes I can't come up with the names for the. This is that, the sometimes line. that's a, we never did that before. Yeah, you know, and that's sometimes that's the harder challenge. <laughs> where it's like, what would I call this stuff? Because like I wonder sometimes when they when they pitch a story arc and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we got to name the trade. What are you gonna call it? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so let's see. Uh, you got firewalls, partitions. I don't know. City and partition. Yeah, it could be. It could be something like that. It's got to be, yeah, it's definitely got to be computer-based and then also earthquaked and then, like... City disconnected. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it could be just called... What's the... the, Was it 303 error? There you go. 303 error. Oh, you just change it to whatever a California zip code is. There you go. The 702 era. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, so where are you going in the Marvel U? I struggled with this one. <laughs> I struggled with this one. Like I struggled so bad, I was like, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> so this one was tough. So, I mean, I tried. I honestly tried. And you know what? I just, on the on the drive over here, I just said to hell with it. I'm going to play to my strengths. So I'm going with good old Daredevil. So I'm going to take Hell's Kitchen. I'm going to disconnect the kitchen. Just the kitchen. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm wow. going to quarantine a specific area. Why? It's a good question. These were things I had to ask myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously my hero is Daredevil. So, yes, after the events of, oh, gosh, what was it? Secret Empire. So basically all of New York was thrown into like a, a the dark, the darkness, dark whatever di- it was. Dark dimension. Yeah, the dark dimension. The, basically whatever it is that uh, Cloak goes into. Yeah, so they were tossed into a very, very bad place. Now, obviously something had to come through. So Hydra is going to be discovering this and like, oh, shit, there's a major power source inside of hell's kitchen but they don't know where it is and they're not at full power yet because obviously with you know hydra supreme being captain america and that whole story falling to shit um it's gonna it's gonna come down to how do we do this so they start talking to their new leaders so this will be the the twist but this will be one of the twist villains so they talk to baron zemo and zemo's like okay we got to stage a coup we got to get the city to be annexed so, you know, working with some of the main Hydra folks, I think it's Faustus. He's the guy with the big red beard and the monocle. So he himself using uh, his telekinesis abilities and then Hydra agents actually go out in the open. They start staging a bunch of like of hate crimes and riots causing the city to actually be quarantined. And, you know, they start playing it out that, oh, no, there's there's something major going on here. There's a lot of you know, like disaster and, and maybe there's an infection from the shadow shadow verse that they went into or whatever that is. So that causes the, you know, you know, Brooklyn to basically not Brooklyn, but the city of New York to be like, we have to annex it. We have to cut this area off. So we are closing it down and they're not even giving the people a chance to escape. So luckily, you know, Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones are like, no, man, we're out. We're taking our baby. We're getting out of this stuff. Now, I know that doesn't sound very heroic of them, but you have to understand they're parents first. So that's why I'm going to take some of the players off the board. Um, I will keep uh, Luke or not Luke Cage. I will keep Iron Fist in this story just because I feel he's a little bit more street grounded. But I'm going to try to play up some more of our, our detective people because that was a tough part about this story was casting the detectives. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need a Jim Gordon. Who's it going to be? Well, I'm going to take a cue and I'm going to force myself into a, a crossover with Teneste Coates' Captain America. And I'm going to ride off of Ed Brubaker as well. So I'm going to bring back Alex Kurtz. Um, he was introduced to us during Brubaker's run. He was a very interesting character, but he didn't get much develop nor much use after the fact. We just know that he is a friend and informant of Dakota North, Dakota Dakota North, can't say it. And she, like, he owes her. He owes her a big favor, which was never explained. So I'm going to try to see if I can Mm. explain what that favor would be. But Kurtz, he's cleaning up his act, and this is where he's like, all right, it's time to stop being just a, a desk jockey, and it's time to rise up. So even though all the other police have kind of said fuck it and farewell, He's like, no, we're gonna do this right. We're gonna we're gonna take care of the land here. So obviously he's he's gonna work with Dakota North. She was there, which gets him in league with Daredevil. So basically, what's left of the law enforcement and EMTs and night nurses and all that, folks, they're gonna be the devils. Mm. So you know that that's gonna be their street turf. Now the bad guys that are all here and you know Hydra being the way they are, they're gonna sneak some powerhouses in there. They're gonna tell Tombstone, hey, you can go in here and get some of the land. You know, people like the Ghost and all these other folks. So there's gonna be some bad guys there, but the bad guys are gonna be broken up into two types of groups: the powers and the suits. So Kingpin is obviously going to be taking control of the suits. So he's gonna be like, no, this is what we do. We're gonna defend our land. This will be ours but we won't let it go into chaos, the chaos that the powers brings. And the powers, those guys, now this is where I'm going to make it a little bit of a trick, but I'm going to give it to Tombstone because even though he is a gangster, he's a very powerful gangster. 
So he's going to be taking on some of like the Spidey villains that have made it through the ghost and other characters like that. Uh, so that's where you're going to have this triad of war going at it. So it's going to be tough because the powers and suits are constantly going at it and the devils are basically like, shit, we got to pick up this mess. <laughs> and then Hydra's in there basically looking for this power source and like reaping the fruits of their benefit from destroying Gotham, or not Gotham, but destroy, or getting Hell's Kitchen annexed the way it was. So I'm going to bring in a new legacy character. So this has been a character that's been missing from the Daredevil stuff, and they recently brought him back in the TV show. So you can't bring him back per se, but I'm going to bring in Stick. Oh. But this is going to be the great nephew of the original Stick. So that way I get the legacy and I have that Herald coming into it. Now what's going to be neat, though, about Stick with this kid is at first he's gung-ho you know he's like all right cool i'm i'm, I'm down for this war and I'm, I'm ready to do the right stuff but when he sees that his new home of hell's kitchen is basically but divided into three parts and two-thirds of it is evil he's like why the fuck do i want to do all these good things then there's no point to it so it's going to kind of put daredevil into sticks position to train himself because this is going to be a Matt Murdock, but a Matt Murdock with all the responsi- without all the responsibility. So that'll be kind of a neat play that'll fall out to it. Uh, the villain that I'm going to introduce, so we're going to have Bullseye running around there as well. So I'm going to bring Julie Barnes. She was the character that was in the TV show that uh, Poindexter was harassing and following. So I'm oh, going to make her okay. canon. Nice. So I'm going to have her come back from Bullseye's past. So now that there's no law, she can finally extract her revenge because even though she has been followed and and stalked and obsessed by bullseye, she can never do anything because, you know, Poindexter gets off. Oh, well, he's part of Norman Osborn's Secret Avengers, or Dark Avengers, so he's a sanctioned American hero. It's okay. You're just a sad woman. Who cares? So she decides, nah, man, I'm not going to do this anymore. So she becomes the mark. So she's actually, she's going to be constantly throwing herself in the way of Bullseye's hits. And that's why Bullseye has to miss because deep down he doesn't want to lose her. That's very interesting. So I'm going to create her as the mark. um, And so she'll be a part of it. So she's going to be that, uh, what would you call it? I guess chaotic neutral kind of thing. Like she doesn't care for any of the sides, but she's just there to cause chaos and damage in all the situations. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so as this is going about Baron Zemo and Hydra, are hoping to get the power. Now we're going to have that one extra little twist. Who's been manipulating the strings all along. And why does this tie into captain America? Because Tenesta Coates is doing a great job with it. Alexander Lucan is back. <laughs> so he is the grand manipulator because what he's going to do is he's going to come in and he's going to be the man who saves hell's kitchen. And then no matter what's going to happen, Kingpin, Bullseye, uh, uh, I just lost his name, Tombstone and Daredevil are all going to have to thank Alexander Lucan, but they won't realize, or at least they'll realize it on some point, but they'll realize he's the man who saved them, but he's also the man who put them all in that position. So he's the one who was feeding intel to Baron Zemo because there never was any secret power there. There was nothing. It was just falsified information that he put a fake power source in there for Hydra to do. So as soon as the Hydra agents find the power source, they're like, wait a second. This is just this is just a natural power source. And we see, you know, Luke and kill those men right there on the spot. He removes his Hydra mask and he shoots his his agents right there. And he doesn't care about Hydra as much as he did before. Right. It's all about getting that power because eventually he's going to become or he's going to make a bid, not necessarily to run for president. He's just going to run for some kind of political office to try and get that power, which will then force a crossover between Daredevil and Captain America. So that way, you know, we could build some sinister level stuff because kind of how Luther went on to be president. That's what I want to do with that. There you go. So I'm going to call this story City Block. <laughs> so I was thinking about calling it City Blocked, but I was like, no, I'll just call it City Block. That way it kind of it, it plays hopefully with both words the way it can be. All right. I like it. I, I definitely like that. I like I like the, the invention of the, oh, the mark. and I forgot one thing. Okay, so who do we kill? I almost forgot. Oh, okay. So this one was a tough one, and I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to. So when I pitch this, um, I'm going to kill Dakota North. Wow. Yep. And then here's the thing. So I'm going to finally give us the answer to what Ed Brudebaker said that uh, we know Kurtz owes Dakota North. So I want to make Kurtz the Jim Gordon of the DCU. And what was. MCU. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, There we go. I want to make him of the MU. So I remember Gordon was doing great until Sarah S. and the affair. And that's what kind of, you know, potentially ruined his career. That's going to be the same thing there. Dakota North and Kurtz kind of had a relationship, but Dakota North 
lied. She said, no, I didn't. So that way Kurtz could still be on the force and still be looked as a good man. And so once again, she does take the bullet for Kurtz. And this is what really forces him to step up and be like, no, nah, it's it's time to be a good cop. Hmm. I can't run from responsibility anymore. All right. There you go. And I, I remember what was that last uh, tech giant in the MU that I wanted to kill there. Killian Aldrich. Oh, uh, Aldrich. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good pick. So, so yeah, you, I mean, I know they just made him part of AIM or the head of AIM for the movie, but because I don't think he was in uh, the comic books, but he was a player. Yeah. Well, there we, we'll tie your story into mine as well. And that's what they're doing. They're separating the East and the West Coast. They're, <laughs> they're attacking two fronts there. There you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, folks, if you liked our stories, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to talk about comic books, we'd love to hear from you about that, too. Definitely check us out on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. Uh, you can also find Chris on Twitter at... Stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D-E. The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Media Network from the Geekly Media Network on our website, geeklymedia.com. Until next time, though, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Gist is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.